What's up, guys? Thanks again, as always, for tuning in every weekend and listening. Uh, the amount of positive feedback I've had on this show, um, it's been really humbling, actually. It's been really cool. So I just appreciate all of you guys so much that tune in and listen. Um, I'll have some more guests coming for you next weekend. I was going to have a guest this weekend, but some travel plans got rearranged. So um, we'll have a guest coming on next weekend for you guys. But this episode, I, I just kind of wanted to, to chat with you guys for a little bit on this concept I've been mulling over in my brain this week. Um, it's kind of a play off of the concept microeconomics versus macroeconomics. For those of you that are unfamiliar with that, terminology simply means microeconomics, you know, economics on a small scale, a micro scale versus a macro or big scale. So I wanted to take that concept, that ratio, that comparison, and talk about uh, moments of change in our life and whether they're, you know, micro transformations or they're macro transformations and what to do with both of those. But what's funny is before we even get into that, I have to break a, a, a stipulation that seems to be a, an innate stipulation in everybody's brain up until I, someone or me talked to them in this way. Micro transformations and macro transformations are one in the same. And for whatever reason, we try to differentiate certain transformative moments into a uh, basket of you know wealth or not, you know, small transformations versus big transformations. And and now I'm not saying that every transformation has an equal uh, consequence necessarily, but there's this, at least in my experience, there's this this belief that at one point in time we're going to get somewhere there's going to be an arrival point at one you know one point in time in life whether it's some people chalk that up to a relationship you know once I'm married I'll have it figured out or people chalk that up to a, a, a income status once I make this much then I'll have this figured out or or whatever and I'm not saying that marriage can't bring in amazing positive things in your life or I'm not saying that you know growing your income can't bring awesome opportunity into your life or any of that but um, you know, a, a very wise man once told me that life has no arrival points and it's, that's just the case. And so oftentimes when I'm talking to people, you know, they'll talk to me about a, a, something small that happened or, or, you know, often quite the, the opposite. They'll tell me about something big that happened and they don't know how to get over it or overcome it or move past it. And sometimes it's kind of scooting them back from that ledge and looking up again at the greater perspective that in the grand scheme of your existence here, what did you really go through? How much is it impacting you? And how are you allowing it to impact you? And if you can kind of get an even scale in this emotional stock market, if you will, of, of everyday life and have your small transformations that are good hold the same weight as your big transformations that are good and vice versa with the, with the negative transformations or, you know, negative moments, I should say, moments of negativity can still bring forth amazing transformation. And so it's that perspective and that, that kind of realization that it's only what you do with whatever has happened that dictates the, you know, where it is on the scale. And so, I don't know, I've just been mulling over this topic in my head all week and, and thinking about, you know, moments of change that come forward in life. That's often where our greatest moments of growth are, if not always. I mean, you know, nobody saved the world by staying in their comfort zone. You know what I mean? Uh, I love the, the, uh, Steve Jobs quote, um, 
that says uh, the people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the people that do. It's something like that. And I love that because it's true. You you have to you have to kind of disassociate yourself from your own human instinct at one point and and realize that you know it's without sounding cliche. Yes, you can't control what happens to you, but you can control your reaction to it and how you allow it to shape you. You know, I've seen so many people in my life that go through really hard things, but they one could argue they never really get past it because they they almost bring it up in a way to re-wound themselves because it's the only way they feel anything in their life. And that's a really harsh thing to say, but I've seen it time and time again and and you have to you know, I believe that everybody has a story to tell and everybody goes through hard experiences, no doubt. But it's what you do with that experience that I think really shapes your character. And, you know, I think you could you could pick any random person on the street and they would have a rap sheet for you of, of bad things that have happened to them in their life because they're human and they're on earth and shit's going to happen. And I think that, you know, people just, <clears throat> you know, they... they they have two ways they can take negative experience. They can take it and learn from it and benefit from it and then turn it into an outward expression of love and affection towards others and use it as a symbol of growth and an outward sign of growth. And then when people notice that and enough, you know, enough people, they'll they'll not only reciprocate that, but they'll inquire as to why you're that way. And that creates a platform for you to share your experience. But I see these people that take these experiences and turn it into this woe is me almost. I have to remind myself and the world of what has happened because that's the only way I feel like I'm contributing. And and, and you're the people that are doing that, you're letting the negative experience win, really. I mean, you're, you're letting it take hold of you and control you rather than learning from it. I forget the exact statistic but it was something like uh, oh, if you if you if you bring up something more than once a week or whatever like a negative experience or something or if you still talk about it as long as you're talking about it you haven't your brain hasn't emotionally gotten over it i forget exactly what that is i'll have to look it up um but it was something crazy like it, it opened my eyes up to wow how many things i still talk about or think about it was something like that if you think about something more than three times a day you haven't emotionally gotten over it it's something like that and so uh, it, it just goes to show that, you know, I don't know, just getting that perspective of not trying to, one, not being a victim to yourself or a victim to your own experience, that's crucial. You know, you hear the, the term get out of your own way all the time. And it's true. And I mean, that, you know, it's a great t-shirt slogan, but it also is very true. You have to get out of your own way and kind of like I said, disassociate yourself almost from the human animal aspect of you. And, you know, it can be hard to do. It can be, you know, I think I talked about this uh, last week. It can be hard to stay positive without feeling, you know, like you're blind and naive and ignorant or stupid or, you know, and by all means, I'm not saying that, you know, when bad things happen, there's not a moment or a time that's appropriate to whether it's grieve or just kind of embrace what has happened and understand it and, and work through it. That's that's totally natural. Uh, you have to do that, but there's a point in time where that has to end. Just like there's a, a cycle and a state, you know, different stages to depression. It's the same thing with a traumatic experience or working through something negative. There is a moment where you know it's kind of shock and awe, whether it's grieving and, and loss or it's just straight shock and awe. And then you kind of work your way down from shock and awe or grief and loss, and you have to kind of 
understand what happened and break it down. And it's at that point you have to kind of logically, you have to separate yourself from logic and emotion and look at something logically. And you, that's the hardest part sometimes because you feel like if you let go of the emotional side, you're going to lose that and you won't. You pick it up later, but you let go and you think logically and you get to the next stage, which is understanding and processing what's happened. And that frees you up to come up with a solution or at least a way to move forward. Then you can regain the emotion, but in an empowering, positive way. And that's when it becomes the outward expression of love. And people just get that cycle messed up. And it's normal. I mean, it's understandable. It's, it's not an easy walk. But I think when people start to have that perspective of not letting anything that necessarily happens to you overcome you and also not reliving or rehashing the past in a way that's actually emotionally unhealthy it'll it'll just help you be less stressed it helps free you up to love others which is why we're here it helps free you up to be that entity of compassion and warmth and then people will gravitate you towards you because of that and like i said that will create a platform for you to talk about things that have happened to you that have made you the way that you are. You know, like I said, you could find anybody and, and they would be they would have a rap sheet of negative stuff that's happened to them, myself included. But you don't always hear about it. But when you become when you can be empowered by those negative experiences, understand why you went through them, what benefits you could bring out of the negative experience and how to push yourself forward, then you then that's when your 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 life muscles stretch and they're sore, but then they grow and you're stronger, and you're more capable of doing more and loving better and living better. You know, I, I'm a better fiance to, to Bailey because I can embrace those negative experiences, learn, pull the things to grow from them, and it's hard, and it's, it's sticky, and you hurt sometimes emotionally, and you stretch, but then you get stronger, and you can love people better, and you can be more vulnerable and honest and embrace others and help other people through change better. And so that is the healthy process that many people do and 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 so to the to the ones that don't or struggle with that try that cycle of working through those negative experiences and not letting them get the best of you um so yeah that's i mean kind of that's my rant for today i've just i've had that on my my brain for a while and you know it's hard guys there's there's something else i i can mention with that whole cycle (sighs) the importance of being vulnerable and this I can't stretch enough. This is this is everything. You know, throughout our relationships, there are moments in time where, you know, I think being vulnerable is incredibly challenging. Let me start off by saying that. It's not easy to do. It's way easier said than done, especially for those of you that have been vulnerable, very open and very deep with people that have just crushed you. And I feel for you. I've been there. I have been there, believe me. And... You know, I may be happily engaged now and, and ecstatic and enthralled in the wedding, you know, romance. Um, but, you know, that doesn't mean I haven't been through pain in the past with, with experiences. So I feel for you guys that are in there right now in the thick of that. Um, and, you know, the human heart wants so desperately to be loved and to be remembered and cherished. And guys, what's really what's what's can be a bitter pill to swallow for a lot of people and this is sometimes a constant battle in the in the between the brain and the heart you have to be vulnerable to deep to to get what you deeply crave 
and you can try to hide behind certain facades and you can try to sacrifice or compromise on certain parts of what you want in a relationship to satisfy other things. But no matter what else you do without being vulnerable and honest and open, you're never going to be you're never going to have the relationships that you want, whether it's a friendship or a intimate relationship, you know, with a potential spouse or, or, or uh, well, you know, what have you. You have to be vulnerable. And it's hard because while having said that, not everybody that you're going to be vulnerable with is going to reciprocate that or hold on to your heart in a caring way. And that's the hard part. You know, guys, there is no black and white in this world. It's all gray, okay? And that's very hard in today's world to realize but this is a huge example of it we exist in a world where yes both you have to be vulnerable to get what you really want but being vulnerable means you're going to get hurt a little bit and that's something that we don't want to wrestle with we want it to be one way or the other we want if i'm going to be vulnerable then it needs to be reciprocated and i need to be loved it will eventually be that way it might take three or four times of really opening yourself up, but I'm telling you guys, when you open yourself up like that and it doesn't work out, go to that cycle again. Take a second, go through the shock and the awe, the loss of the relationship, embrace it, think about it. Okay, then try to separate the emotion from the logic and look at it logically and try to understand what happened, what you can pull out personally to benefit from it. Wish, you know, emotionally wish the other person well, or depending upon the circumstance, just focus on, okay, how can, what can I extrapolate from whatever has happened? bring back in that emotion in the empowering way of I can take this into my next relationship, allow myself through this strength to reopen up, re-be vulnerable, and then the person that reciprocates it at the right time will feed you in a way that you would not believe. So I encourage you guys with everything I've said, just be vulnerable, be open to being hurt. And that's hard to hear because without the pain, you're never going to get the pleasure. You're never going to get where you want to be without being vulnerable and honest. And I can't stress that enough. So, yeah, guys, that's really all I have for you today. I just wanted to kind of share that with you. It's been on my mind and on my heart this whole week. So uh, thanks again for listening. Like I, I say every episode, it's very humbling, the feedback I've gotten on this show so far. And I've got a lot more episodes up my sleeve for you guys and a lot of guests coming in the future. So thank you as always for listening. If you want to be on the show, just hit me up on social media. I'd love to, you know, if you have my number personally, you can always text or call too. I'd love to have anybody on to just chat and hang. So as always, thanks for listening guys. And, uh, see you next time. Thanks again, guys, for listening. I really appreciate it. Again, if any of you guys want to be on my show, just go ahead and email me at thezhour at gmail.com. If you have my personal number, you can always text me or call me. Uh, the show is open to anybody. Everybody has an amazing story, and everybody everybody can, can contribute something. And I just want people to express themselves, come on here and share their life, share any thoughts they have, just get into just good, honest discussions about everything so feel free to reach out if you guys do want to be on and again it's a massive thank you to anchor.fm the best place to start a podcast guys anybody can have a voice anybody can create a platform and get their thoughts out into the world for better or for worse so if you guys are wanting to start a podcast go check out anchor.fm very easy setup they're absolutely fantastic and they will definitely help you guys out so thanks again i'll see you guys next week